This is the running down. This is the running down. This is the running down. And if you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now. Turn up. What's going down, people? People. It's your homie, homie CL, and we back live on the Rundown Sports. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. Hopefully you came through from therundown.com. That's darundown.com. Gotta know it. And uh, if you want to catch this every time it come out, you know, we be dropping jewels. I know it's been a little minute, but uh, slide on over to iTunes. Hit subscribe, and please rate and review. I need to know what y'all think about this. We trying to turn up. Really show what it is, especially with me down here in, in Hotlander. You know, it's always something to talk about. So uh, I had a lot on my mind when it came to what's going on in the world of hip-hop. So I had to call in one of my homies so we could really get into the nitty-gritty. Because, you know, I kind of been like halfway under a rock, kind of just peeking. So uh got uh, my homie Keith Nelson Jr. from uh, yeah. Culture to Prove. What's happening, man? What's going on, man? I like to be glad to be on the rundown, you know, podcast, second time. You know, shit's good. Look, what's going on, man? What's going on, CL? Man, I'm uh let's say I'm I'm just a little disappointed in uh some of my favorite artists out there. But uh I mean I will say this before we get into everything, man. You got one of the uh I say most downloaded and probably like the most like residual downloads of like any podcast. Like I get so much random traffic on the wow. podcast we did, it's crazy. Like you know that was like you know last year sometime. I'm so yo man, yo actually I'm gonna start promoting that link even more, man. You <laughs> <laughs> should have sent me an email. See, I would have been pumping that shit. I don't know, man. That's that was back when I really ain't know what I was doing. Now uh, every time I had somebody on the podcast, I sent them the link. So you definitely had a link to this one with it's done. Yo, you about to blow up, son. You about to blow up. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Now, what? Uh, um, I know last time we was talking, we was doing a lot of stuff over there at Culture to Prove. Um, that's still your main focus right now? That's my main focus right now. Uh, we we just finished a little mini documentary. Well, it's going to be a full-length documentary sooner or later, but we just finished a little like mini series with... The Brooklyn Bodega for the Brooklyn for the eleventh annual Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival over there at culturedproof.com. You can check that out right there. We went back and found out like old history, like how Buster Brown rocked on the founder of the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival because he couldn't get his food. Because apparently somebody at like um leaders of the new school ate his food. I think I think Brown from like ate, ate his food like he was pissed and yelled at everybody and like just we got stories like that. We got how they put it together. And when you see the full length because I was backstage at the whole event. So when you, when you see the full length and you see what the, the mayhem that happened before Common got on stage or the mayhem that happened when Foxy got on stage, mm. I got I got that. Like I got mm. when Charles Hamilton meeting Prodigy, I got that. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of things that's gonna be on that documentary that's gonna be ridiculous. Like you you won't find it anywhere else. So yeah, that's my main focus. It's my main focus always. But of course, you know me, man. I'm branching out, freelancing, doing writing here and there. You know, writing for this new site called Slant News. It's slant.com, but it's Slant News, so it's, you know, doing shit with them. What they Wait, doing? Slant. I'm gonna say what they doing over there. Well, basically, 
they taking the news, any news, any news topic or whatever, and they just taking a different, you know, not to be, you know, corny with it, but different slant to it. Mm-hmm. Say if like, um, for instance, some happens, like I wrote about, like the FBI revealed that, oh, the reason why that dude Dylan Roof got a gun when he wasn't supposed to was because of some flaw in the FBI system. So I like said, you know, instead of just reporting it and saying this is what happens, what happened, I'm taking different slants and show like how technology has thwarted the FBI over the past year and how if they don't change it, we can like really have some problems. And then not so long after I put that out, um, the new guy, I'm not sure of his name, I don't, I want to say his name wrong, but the guy who shot up that, that um train wreck, the Amy Schumer thing, happened, and he he wasn't supposed to have a gun. Another another reason of the FBI flaw. So it's nobody else nobody else reporting it like that, like that kind of slant to show you how like this can happen again. And they've shown a pattern of it, but slantnews.com got that. Okay, man, I'm gonna definitely have to check that out. And uh, everybody that's listening, y'all go ahead and check out my boy Keith on slant.com. Yeah, man, yo, we got some shit, man. I will promote it more, but it's just it's your podcast, and we got some business to take care of and some shit to handle. Gotta know that. So uh, let's just get right into it. Now, the reason why I have been trying to get up with you for the last couple of weeks is because, I don't know, Meek Mill really been in his feelings lately. And I say part of it was his fault and part of it was not. Because I... So, Explain that. Yeah, let me hear that. Let me hear that. Okay, so my thing is the first one with Joe Button. I think okay. everybody kind of took what he was saying on his podcast, which he needs to tighten that up, by by the way, uh, he <laughs> kind of said some things that I kind of felt about Meek Mill, too, in this whole thing with Nicki Minaj, which is, you know, this this just like the Empire joint, you know, like the two starlets being together, get the blogs clicking, and, you know, like they might be in love, but you're going to have to really show me over some longevity because they feel more okay. like publicity than anything. And uh, I think people would just took it at like as Joe just hating on them. But, you know, I think he just has his eye on the, you know, most of this stuff is WWE right now. But Joe, all right, all right. I'm glad you said that. Here's my whole thing with Joe is that he tries to frame it as if Meek Mill's music quality was suffering. Because that's the only way because he knew he's a spitter, he's an MC. He knows if he says some shit like that, based off of just like, oh, I don't like it, it would have seemed like he's being a hater. But he based it off of, oh yeah, and the music ain't sounding the same. Like this dude acting like this. It's like nah. It's like the music is actually better than it was before. Like I think this is Meek Mill's mm. those best projects to me personally. I think he's doing amazing. And my whole thing is, you can't like. People, people were saying that it was okay for Joe Budden to say that because Joe Budden's he he's he's open about his emotions. He's always been that way. <laughs> but then, but then I hit up Rob Markman on Twitter and I said, "Yo, Rob, I said if Joe Budden's put this out, no, no, I hit up Jason Rodriguez, my bad, and I said, Jay, if if Joe Budden would have would have did the emotional Tahiri stuff after he put out Focus." You think people would have been like, oh, that's okay, as Joe Budden's. Hell no. They would have roasted him. His career would have been over. That's where Meek is at right now. Meek is at his point of 
he's deciding, yo, am I going to be just a strictly street dude or am I going to do these poppy and play the game? Like, Joe, right. not giving him that. Like, Joe acting like he's been in a Joe's acting like Meek's been in the game seven albums deep and this is who he's been. Bro, this is his second album, my dude. Like, by by, by Joe Bunn's second, by Joe Bunn's, after Joe Bunn's first album, you would have never thought he would have been the dude making Joe Budden TV. You trying to tell me that pumping up dude, focus Joe Budden, was going to be the dude doing shit like hanging out with his, taking his girl to, to the shop, taking a bowling and shit, like showing his life, which is cool, but also doing things that you like, yo, Joe, you kind of simping. Like, did the dude <laughs> change to, to, like, him eating his girl's ass? Like, you trying to tell me 10 years before that happened, you would have expected focus Joe Budden was going to do that? Nah, but everybody changes. He changed. He pivoted. He dropped mood music, and, and then everything became explained. Everything became justified. Now he can do whatever the hell. He could be the saddest guy in the world, and nobody would matter. It, it, he could still drop the hardest bars because he could do that. Let let me do that. Meek put out two. He put out two girl records recently. Maybe right. Meek's going to his fab mode. Remember, fab people think fab used to always be this girl. Fab was a hood spitter. Bruh. It, Bruh. You know what I mean? Fab <laughs> was dropping. His first album was, I've never heard an album where every line was like a punchline. No matter how good or bad it was, he just put it in there. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Then his next album, I think it was the next album or the third album, he had the one with he had the joint with Tamia. And then Fab was like, oh, that's where the money's at. That's where I'm going to go. That's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Yeah. Incorporate that. Let let Meek find that out. This is Meek's second album. Let him figure that out. Go ahead. Yeah, Let you, Meek figure that out. I mean, you, you talked on a few things there. Um, for one, I'm going to say this about Fab. Still, like, one of my, like, current, like, top five favorite rappers. If he do anything, oh. I got to go get that. You know, I just got into, you know, I ain't going to say an d- argument, more like a discussion with my homie. And he was like, man, you one of the only few people that's still rocking with Fab. But I'm like, why not? He ain't put out nothing whack. Mm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you, like it ain't been yeah. like that. That you know that on that level of like some of his past stuff. But you can't be like, oh, this was trash. Like you know, I'm gonna say like like Future Last album. I feel like he oh, falling yeah. off a little bit. We get to that later though. Uh, oh, but uh, the thing about yeah. <laughs> Joe Button is like he got to the point where he was just so like fed up with the music industry i think he just let it all out like that whole time he was doing mood music you know one two and three and the dvd like i think that's and he was doing like a lot of you stream at the time and i think we just kind of got to know joe in a different light and mm-hmm. now that's kind of morphed into it now he's like you know the loving hip-hop and doing all this other stuff and i'm like I'm like, all right, Joe. If that's what you want to do, you do that. So I feel hey, what you say. Go ahead. Joe Budden created. Joe Budden created Love and Hip Hop. He created all. Of, that's <laughs> that's the reason why. It, it, it depends on what topic we're on. If we're on the topic of if Joe Budden is, is he cool, but him to be on reality TV, he should have been on the first Love and Hip Hop. True. Like, like without him, this shit wouldn't exist. Like nobody wanted to hear about K, people like K Michelle. Or people like Tahiri, or or what's her face, Erica Mena. Who can, people with no real like tangible talent besides looking pretty. 
nobody wanted to hear and see them like like that. But then Joe Budden put out that Joe Budden TV. Yeah, yeah, they take it to a whole nother level, man. Now, taking the full circle, getting back to me, uh, the thing with only thing I don't like about me, and it always bothered me, is he only has like one style. <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't get over the fact that even on the song with Nicki Minaj, he still sound like he rapping too hard. Okay, and I'm like I really need him to like. I don't know, get with a vocal coach or a different producer or something, somebody that could just point him in the direction of like, hey, man, you got to like, you know, smooth it out. Do like put a little like swag, a little, you know, something to it, because I think that'll always hold him back. And I mean, you look at a dude, um, man, what's got name? Like, um, I said the same thing. Oh, Joel Ortiz. It's the same thing with him. That dude is dope. Like, he got bars, but he can only really rap, like, one way. Okay. So, I don't, I don't, so I'm not sure how this, how much longer it's going to last, but, you know, I mean, you right, man. That This is, I heard a little bit of the Meek Mill album, and it it, it sounds like it's, he's stepping up. Now, I don't know if he had to get starstruck to tell it, you know, for a girl to tell him to get his bars up, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I definitely feel you. Yes, he has one styleitis. He kind of sticks to that one because here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it, and I'm not gonna get too much on the tangent on this because this could be a whole different episode. A lot of these rappers are they know how fickle this game is, and when you get something that works, you're gonna McDonald's manufacture that shit over. And over the minute I'm a boss, worked. That was it. The minute like dreams and nightmares intro worked. That was it. That was Meek. He was like, "Yep." That's why, like in the fade interview, he was like, "I don't need no pop single." In 2015, he was like, "I don't need no pop single." That's kind of true for like anybody, though. You know, like that's just the climate in 2015, like. If you really doing what you're supposed to do, like the 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 music is organic. I mean, can you really say like swimming pools was a, a pop song? No. It because of the way and that and I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people like to say that that was a commercial song. That was only commercial because Kendrick made it commercial. Exactly. Like and I don't mean like the way he made it, I mean like his influence, the impact. Like He's the best rapper alive right now, and the most important rapper alive right now. I agree. By the way, but he, you know, so that kind of song right there is just basically him, and that's kind of what Meek needs to do. Just get a chorus, rap how you want to rap, but your chorus. Because let's keep it real. Let's keep it hundred percent real. The only that differentiates a pop song or a radio song from a regular song is the is the hook. That's it. You can have the hardest. Look at um, look at fucking look at me now. Buster Rhymes is blacking out. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. People, I've seen people, I've seen people who like that song and like the chorus. You can tell the people who only like the song cook for the chorus mm-hmm. is because when the Buster Rhymes comes up, they don't talk. <laughs> Their lips don't move. <laughs> They're like, no, no. This is not happening. I'm just going to nod my head to this. That's all Meek needs. You got to get his chorus game up. Get his hook. 
that's why you gotta find his own shit with Nicki Minaj. Mm, funny you say that. Funny you say that about getting huh? hooks. And st- I, I, I said I think that's a great segue because so great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, needing good hooks is a skill. You know, I mean not a skill, but getting or writing good hooks, I should say, is a skill. And getting them usually involves with the transaction of currency. Now, he wanted to point out the fact that Drake didn't write his own raps. Now, I can totally just tell from the way that Drake raps that he definitely writes his own raps. But this is the music industry and people buy songs. Like, what is the purpose of Jay Mills being on Young Money? We will never see a Jay Mills Young Money album. But in the meantime, you're going to see Jay Mills on a lot of them credits on some of them Young Money projects. So what is he trying to get at? Like, is he just salty because Drake didn't tweet out his album? This is what Meek is salty at. It's a hundred percent because Drake didn't tweet out his album. At first, I That's thought so it was the purity. I thought it was the purity of the game. At first, like if you would, if you would ask me this, that's why I'm glad we had this interview now and not like a couple of days ago. If you would ask me this like a couple of days ago, I would have said, "Nah, man, Meek ain't feeling Drake because Drake ain't, you know, he ain't doing it real like him." It's all about the fact that Drake ain't helping him sell records. That's mm. it. That's the only thing that he's tight. If if Drake would have put out the, the link. He would have heard the reference track and be like, oh, shit, that's cool. That's a, right. That's a nice. But it's all because of that. So, and it sucks that that's now what we now see that is what he did it for. Yeah, but it's it's just like, it's so petty. And then for anybody to just accuse somebody like Drake, who's like wrote songs for other people on top of that, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that you hear a rapping track, like you can clearly hear the dude shout out Drake's producer. So you know this was a yeah. joint effort. Like this was a uh like, hey, we working on Drake album. Why don't you come to the studio and uh lay something down? Alright, so wait, are you okay with so wait? Are you okay with this happening? Bro, it happens every day. Like I mean I hate to say it, but I, I, I rap, you know what I'm saying? I do music. I don't really be pushing it like that because I'm trying to figure out what my next move is in the music space. Uh, but, I mean, right, it goes down every day. I'm in the studio. I see these dudes, you know. I be in the studio with my homie. I write a hook for them. I just be like, here, bro, take this because this don't really sound like me, but I think you might sound better with it. Like, it's yeah. it's just part of the game. You ever see Chris Miller around ATL? Bro, I gotta get outside. I ain't been able to get out the house, bro. <laughs> Straight up, but I gotta. Uh, where does he be at? I don't. He said he be at DJ Drama Studio. That's where the word on the streets tweets and internet <laughs> shit is. I you, mean, you gonna have to link me up with him, cause uh, I mean, I be, I'm over here like in Marietta, like on the north side. I be uh, in uh, Mike Will part of the woods. Uh, I have, I'm about to say I be going to the studio that Ray Sherman now be using. Uh, let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What's and that? I really want to get this as right as possible. Okay. It's okay if an artist needs to get a hook. It's yo. 
And if you write and lurk with somebody, that's fine. That's fine. But like, even though Funk Master Flex has been a very <laughs> the right way. Let's just say that he hasn't handled the right way. Even though he hasn't handled the right way. He said the one quote is the only quote that really matters this entire thing. Don't claim king if you don't write. Point blank, period. Like, bruh, I can show you interview after interview after interview where he's saying, like, my bars are better than everybody. I could body somebody on a track. Nobody could touch me lyrically. Like, the dude's not, he's not saying, oh, I'm good on a song. This is, I, I can sing better than somebody. My song's better. He's telling you, my bars are better than your bars. You know what I mean? So when, so so, and that's the one thing that nobody. If you if you look at any of the coverage of this entire thing, nobody is talking about that. Nobody mentioning how this dude always mentions how nice he is. He's not he's not some kind of see people want to paint him as this, um, as this Diddy or old school artist who just. Oh, he just a every all encompassing artist. No, he's a rapper who happens to sing. Drake mm. will always be he Drake will always be at the core a rapper. That's that's why his albums are sold in the rap category. That's why his albums are always nominated in the rap category. No matter what, he will always be a rapper who sings. He's not a singer who turned into a rapper. That's not what it is. So at the core, he's an MC. That's why he's always. That's why he came at Meek so soon. If uh-huh. he was, a singer, if he was a singer who rapped, he would have been like, he would have been on the tweets like, "Oh, look at this guy. He getting so hype." He would have been doing that. Uh-huh. I respect what Drake did. I don't know. Drake man. sat back. Drake sat. Right. Drake sat back, got his shit together, and knew. I'm, I could send you my darts right now, but I'm going to send you some, like, you know, light jabs. Some good bars. It wasn't whack. Like, anybody, like, I hate the people. See, I'm the one one people who still thinks that it's an Obama. It's really bad that he has people write half of his verses for songs. Like, there's a song out that somebody wrote half of his verse and his hook, and he's Drake. Talking about 10 you know bands, I mean? right? Man, so much events like, and nobody's denying that it, it's it's real. Nobody, not even him. So it, it is real. Like we could just already accept that's a real reference track, and he took those bars. My thing is that if you want to be can't be on the level of everybody else one minute, and then be like, oh yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm on Jay Z level. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Either you're on Jay Z level from the start, or you're on. Diddy's level, or you're on these guys. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be entertainer who's looked at as one of the best entertainers, one of the best artists like that? Go right ahead. You can be that. But the minute you start saying that you can spit better than dudes, that's when you start entering a certain realm where you got to do certain things or your claim to discredit it. It's like, it's like you can't just, if I was a blogger, I can say whatever the hell I wanted to say. But the minute mm. you become a journalist, you can't just say shit without facts or your, or your credibility is destroyed. You see what I mean? Like, once you start doing certain things, you got to live by the code of what's going on. And until somebody shows me 
a biggie, a song that somebody wrote for Biggie. Boy, somebody wrote for Tupac. Boy, somebody wrote for Jay Z. Boy, somebody wrote for Eminem. Until somebody can produce a reference track of one of the great lyricists, or one of the great rappers we have compared Drake to for the past few years. Don't tell me this shit is not a big deal. You know what I mean? Unless no. you want to make He could be Diddy. He could be Diddy. I'm, I'm, I'm purely fine with him being Diddy with a little bit of better help or with the right answer. I'm about to say more along the lines like Dr. Dre. You know, because it's, it's widely known that he doesn't write any raps. Um, here's, the, here's the difference. And here's why it's such a problem for Drake is that Dr. Dre produces. That's why he don't write. Mm-hmm. Did he? That's why he don't write. Oh. He's doing other things. Like Drake's the only. He's the first one. If you, if you really want to get down to it, I think he might be the first ever rapper who the only reason he doesn't write is because he also sings. Like what other rapper? Unless Ja Rule comes out and tells us, "Yeah, I had to help me write." Like what other rapper can you say? I mean, you, you name one of them because, like, I've heard. Some reference tracks that Jay Z turned into songs, where he, you know, he kind of used the beginning, you know, a few bars, and then he kind of went and did his own thing from there. And I, like, as soon as you I, huh? You just dropped the bomb. You know that, right? You telling me you you've heard Jay Z use other few bars, bro? It was a. I'm trying to think what song was it. I, bro, I couldn't even remember now. But I, it just it took me to a flashback because I'm. From like the age around two thousand five, six, seven, where before like everybody knew that you could get everything online. Like I was yeah. getting everything online. Like I was the dude that had the album like a week before it came out, and I was just like scouring the internet and the forums for like the newest anything that would drop. And I want to say it was a track that Kanye did. He started mm. and then Jay like ended up using the song and finishing. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. I'm gonna have to find it. It's probably in my archive somewhere. But I can tell you, bro, this is happens more than you actually think. Because these I mean, this is so many like talented people and they just be, you know, they will sell the song. And it's just yeah. and like the, the Oh, go ahead. I, I guess I, I I'm gonna cut you off, and I guess it, it should be like, and I hate to split hairs, but it should, then I guess that if that that's gonna happen in hip hop, I'm not I'm just not for the whole eradicating completely. Oh yeah, the whole notion that you have to write your own bars. I'm cool with adding a bike lane, you know, like I'm cool with adding the bike lane though. <laughs> But I'm not destroying the car lane because now we got people who need bikes. No, it's not happening. Like, I think that you can add that, right? But it has to have some, it has to have limits. It can't. You can't get help on songs. First cardinal rule: you can't get help on songs where you're saying you're nice, point blank. Period. I don't care what the song is. I don't care what the context or how much. If you're saying you're nice, you have to write that the entire verse. Verse. I mean, bro, like it's to me, it's different standards. Like if you told me that he had somebody else 
writing some of those freestyles that he did on uh what is that and the one with uptown on it oh gosh i'm blanking right now i listen to it almost all the time man you like the first drake mixtape um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you mean the first first ever one like with dj small and shit no nah, or you mean comebacks no nah, like the the one that had Bro, best i ever had um Man, I gotta look it up because it's bothering me, and it's like I listen to it all the time. But yeah, so like, what is it? Uh, what you mean? You mean the, the name of the mixtape? Yeah. Um, so far gone. Yeah, that's it. So far gone. Okay, I don't, I don't know what's what's wrong with my head today. But yeah, so like, if you tell me that somebody was writing some of the freestyles, like the one he did on uh ignorant shit or the one that he did on the Kanye beat, then I'd have a problem with that. That would be an issue because I felt like that was like pure Drake. But anything that goes on an album that's a project, it's so many hands in the pot working on that thing. I mean it's I I, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Cause you I mean you putting together a project, you got a team and it's a team effort. We trying to get that check. But when it comes to Drake doing bars and and showing you his lyrical ability, I don't think you can doubt that. No, no. And here's the thing about me with Drake is that I'm not one of those people who and I'm and I'm gonna go back to a point you made because you made a very very poignant point that I don't think anybody's ever mentioned about this whole thing. But the thing about Drake is I don't think he's whack. I think he's I think no, when zero to hundred one of the elites. He's one of he's he's one of them. He's one of the to me, an elite. To me, it's someone who does. It's a combination of commercial and lyrical. Like he has, he has enough of a combination. Like if it was just purely lyrical, I, I'm not sure if I put him as elite lyrically because he's not as consistent because of the fact that he also sings. Like that's just him. Like you know what I mean. So like, cause I always tell somebody like Drake said himself, he'll never put out a full rap album. Like he'll never. He said I'll never be 100 percent rap. So there's no way possible that. 80%, 70% rapping Drake will ever be better than 100% rapping Kendrick. You know what I mean? So True that. that's, that's why I'm always like, Drake is nice, but because of what he does, he limits himself from being the best rapper alive. Like, it's not that he can't be it, but his output, because he wants to be everything, limits it. That's why Kanye has never been the best rapper alive. Because mm-hmm. Kanye about all the things he wants to do. Maybe 05. You can make a case 05. He might have been the best rapper alive. But that's that was a weird that was a great that was a great but weird year. But back to I don't want to go on tangent in that, but um yeah Drake is Drake is nice. My whole thing is that he's not as he's not as nice as I thought he was. You know what I mean? Because here's one thing about that reference track that again people don't mention. A lot of the bars that Drake took, like just straight up took and didn't like change, was I don't want to say gangster, but a lot of the tough bars. Like I can tell you about the safe houses. Can you now? Like, can you really tell me about those safe houses? Because when you hear that shit from Drake, you're like, oh shit! All right, Drake, you know a little some some about the streets. You know a little some some about illegal activity. But then when you find out he didn't write that, it's like. Do you really know about that shit, Drake? Now, let me ask you, you know this. I mean? Now, is it but, okay to get insight where you want to shed light on something 
when somebody is more versed on that subject. Yes. Yes. That is cool. That is very cool, but it has to be. And that's another thing. What's the context of the song? The song is about 10 bands. I'm falling out. I'm, I'm getting better and better and better. You know what I mean? So the whole safe house was like, I started there, but now I'm here. I understand that. But the whole thing is, when you use certain lines like that, why not just mention something that you did? You know what I mean? Well, I, I look at it like this. I mean, the the thing is, you might need, you might have somebody who's part of your, uh, I want to say the core group of people that you want to have a voice. Yeah. And you might have to just kind of step outside yourself so you can just shed light on that situation. Because I've done that before. Like, you know, anybody that know me, I rep Saginaw all day. Shout out Draymond Green uh, and anybody Shout else from the SAG. Draymond Green, I love that guy. That's I really, everything he's done, but yeah. That's my dude. So, yeah, like, I haven't been in those streets because I didn't grow up in Saginaw, but it's a mentality. It's in my heart. I know what it is every time I go there. And, like, when I jump on the track and I talk about some of that stuff, it's purely like a straight shout out to like, yo, I see y'all. I'm from there. I know what it is. Okay. So, so when, so let me ask you a question. How, how much of a song is it okay for another rapper to write? And and that's and that's the thing. That's the point. Also, the point is that it's another rapper writing bars for another rapper. You see, I can understand if it was a singer giving you a hook. You know, I'm sure Biggie got a bunch of hooks. He could write because a singer, because they said, I got you, baby. Mm-hmm. But it's a rapper writing bars for a rapper who says that nobody can touch his bars. It's kind of like it's kind of like if Barry Bonds, and that, and that's why I compared it to steroids. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, like if, it's like if Barry Bonds came out and was like, nobody can hit better than me. Nobody can hit more home runs than me. And he's juicing up. He's hitting against Ken Griffey Jr., who's doing it purely. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I can't hit, yeah, I can't hit like you. You know what I mean? And if that's what you want to be, then go ahead. You're a home run hitter. Once you take steroids, you're a home run hitter. But if you're trying to be one of the best players, mm, nah, you taint it, my nigga. Mm, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. But the thing is, like, I don't have an, any problem with you taking an idea. And even even if it is like a portion of the verse where they kind of like you like how they started it off, because that's usually the I say the hardest part of writing a rap verse is yeah. the, the beginning part of it. And really just getting it to where you feel like you came in on a bang. So if you okay. tell me that you bought a hook. And like the dude, you like the way he came in on it. I could, I could see that, and putting it in the context of where the song is placed, I still think that's the most important part of it. Because as long as you ain't on no mixtape, you know, where it's just you, some like borrow beats, and if nobody's writing that, that's cool. And once you in in an album. And you talking about I mean, a project, Jay, like with commercial success on the line? 
I think it's totally different. It's a different arena. But Drake, but Drake called it a mixtape. And he's been calling it a mixtape. Well, yeah, he was calling it a mixtape because it's the OVO sound mixtape. And I wrote a review on the whole album. And that was my my takeaway. This was all about the arrival of OVO sound. So it yeah. what it wasn't really about Drake to begin with. And he wasn't even the star. The star of the whole mixtape was the production crew. Yeah, it was. And I think people are really missing that. It's not about Drake. This album is Boy Wonder, 40, uh, uh, what's the name? And like just the rest of them, all them cats, man. Like everybody that's up there in that Toronto because everybody that did tracks is from Toronto. And the singers too. Like he gave yeah. part, he gave part of his own song. Exactly. You know what? What albums is like that where you just let somebody else do a whole song? You oh, know? song. Like, well, I mean, I mean, Drake did that with Kendrick, and then that shit backfired. But whatever. <laughs> right. But uh, it, I mean, but still, the, the point is like it. That whole album was not about Drake, and for people to just break down this one song is like I compare that to when you look at. Like you can come up with four minutes from ten albums of Jay Z and say, "Oh, he all he do is steal from Biggie." No, he took a line here and there because that's his favorite rapper. Like that shit, it happens. Like that's kind of where I put this whole thing. Cause I don't, do you remember that when somebody had did that whole little mashup of what? Of what? Like the the Jay Z and Biggie lines, and it was about like. I'm not a biter. I'm a writer, or a writer. Yeah, I'm a writer. The biter. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. That shit was. It, it, it revealed that came because of Nas. Nas really made it come. Everybody was like, "Oh, really? I never knew. I fucking, I didn't even recognize it." But that was before. Because Jay Z was doing this before. Yeah. YouTube, where you can get a million songs and know all of those songs. You know what I mean? Right. And and my thing is. Why wouldn't he pay homage? Like that don't even I, I, I couldn't even see the issue with it because I'm like, all right, so he took two lines here. And it's not like they some tracks that ain't nobody heard. Like if you listen to Biggie, the first thing you're gonna think of when you hear those lines is, oh, that's from that Biggie song. Then you might as soon as you finish up with the J song, you might have to go play the Biggie song. That's what I, I think so, it was. You gotta you have to listen to Biggie to hear it. That's my whole thing about it. Like, I'm cool with that happening every now and then, but he had a lot of he had a and it wasn't just Biggie. He had a lot of people from a bunch of artists, like a bunch of different artists. He was like doing that for. And the next line, usually what rappers do, and I'm sure you know this, is when you want to shout somebody out, you you take their line, and then you'll do a quick line after that or before that that shows you, oh, I'm talking about this person. Mm-hmm. Like a signature, like, oh, yeah, this is about Common, or this is about Biggie. Why couldn't he, that? That's all he had to do. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, the thing with him and Drake is, like, there's only these little things you have to do to make this okay, and you're flagrantly not doing them. That's why people are looking at them like you're taking lines, and people are thinking that it's your line. I guarantee you, there's a bunch of lines people thought was Jay Z's that wasn't his, because because when he spit them, they were 13 years old, 
and they, mm-hmm. and they didn't have every biggie city. They didn't have every Snoop Dogg city. They didn't have every, you know what I mean? So while it might be popular songs to, to like a, a certain number of people, a large mass that are now 25, 30, they thought Jay-Z got that first. Right. You know, but, but he didn't because he didn't give the proper credit. That's why it went to me. You talking about Drake? How much of this song can be written by another rapper before you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa? Like, are you okay with an entire song being written by somebody else? Not an entire song. Like I said, okay. I, I'm, I'm good with like, you can take the hook. You can kind of okay. get like their first verse, you know, kind of like okay. halfway through their first verse. Cause I know, like I said, I know how difficult it is to start a verse off right. And when somebody hits the song just right, it's like, yeah. you, you don't really want to mess that up. You be like, man, he already did it perfectly. And like after that, their first eight, if you don't really take control, I have a problem with it. So if, so if, if, if it comes out, and I'm not saying it's going to because I don't know personally, and I doubt that he ever did this. But if, if it comes out that Drake took an entire verse, because remember, to go back to your point um, about Jay Z taking verses or taking lines, Drake took an entire like first start of a verse to pay homage to somebody mm-hmm. on. On his YG song, I think "Who Do You Love," he took, he took somebody else's verse, but it was like a, it was like a, a Houston legend or a West Coast legend, something like that. And he took their verse to show homage. Nobody knew that, right? You know what I mean? But the, the okay. fans of that artist would know, and they, they would yeah. they would like fuck with him just on the strength of that. But I think, let's think about it. It's those fans know those fans know that. And the artist, and the artist that they were big enough. I'm not saying he was like a small artist, but Billboard success wise and, and, and influence wise, if you want to look at it that way, I don't think his fan base would have been able to penetrate pop culture just to be like, oh, you know that this guy wrote it. You know that actually that whole first half was actually this guy's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, why not say a line like, oh yeah, shout out to, boom. It's not that hard. Say shout out to I mean, the original guy who wrote it. Like it's because, not hard. You because, because, right. what's to say? Man. What's to say? My bad. My bad. What's to say that somebody can't just take MC No Name or some regional guy's lyrics and be like, "Oh, I'm showing homage, man. I like your verse, so I'm gonna take half of it." Now that's different. You know, it's it's one thing to be taken from like, I mean, not like worldwide known, but like prevalently known people and to be like, well, I'm going to twist it up. And the thing is, it's always in the context. Like, I know you're saying it's not that hard to shout them out, but if it's not organic in the verse, I don't think you have to. Like, you should just be able to just know. And if you don't know, you need to get educated. And I think that's part of this whole, like, you know, 2015, the last thing was the greatest thing. And it's, you know, instant reaction, Twitter stuff. You know, I think a lot of that nuance gets lost, you know, back in the day when it was just a 
you know, a a a bigger barrier to get into the game and like really be able to like find a lot of this stuff. You know, you probably could say that, but now it's all out there. You can't do that. Like somebody put out a joint, bro. That joint is on YouTube, SoundCloud, SoundClick, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you cannot do that without, you know, somebody knowing. Somebody going to say something because the troll police is out. <laughs> Straight True. up. So, man, I mean, bro, it's, it's, it's so many different things. It's so much nuance to the music game. I don't think the average person even understands that to get caught up in what's going on on Twitter between Meek Mill, uh, you know, Drake and Nikki, uh, you know, that's that's all they see. They just see the headlines and, they, and you know, form an opinion. Now, yeah. since I brought up Twitter, I know because we've been talking about this for a minute. Um, like, what's this? Like, where are all these different, like, you know, out the woodwork rappers just kind of start chiming in on this project? Like, why OG Mako decided to just step up? And uh, you know, got smashed real quick by Boy Wonder, and then like Roscoe Dash, you know, like bro, I'm in Atlanta and I can't find Roscoe Dash. <laughs> like because when the lights are on, everybody want to come eat. You know what I mean? Once when they when when everybody when somebody takes when somebody finally turns the light on, and I'm not Drake's been because technically we we never knew. He had people writing any of his lyrics for him, right? So if you would have said true or false, and please tell me if I'm lying, if I would have told you a month ago, yo, I bet you Drake got half of his verse written by somebody else, you would have thought I was a hater, right? Or just somebody who didn't know what he was talking about. I'd have been so, like, well, that I mean. I'd be like, what are you referencing? Are you referencing the credits on the album? Or is this some other inside knowledge that you know? Because I'm somebody who studies the credits. I'm you know, I'm a dude that's still buying physical CDs so I can look at the booklet. You see, you would have at least questioned it. You know what I mean? If I said Balow had something right for him, you wouldn't question that, would you? Oh hell no. Because I, I know his history. So you so you would have questioned that. You would have questioned it because Drake never had a history of that. And you've been like, and, and from what you're telling me, Drake, and when I believe too, Drake is an MC who spits. You can't question his lyrical ability. You can't do that. Even now, but even more a month ago, or one, and you see a little bit inside. Every, I, I, I have a feeling that nobody or a lot of people don't like Drake. And he said himself in, the, in that charge up. He said he had a lot more friends if he did this or if he did that, if he did that. I really feel like a lot of people don't think his fault. There for because you know, when you're successful, people think you're not doing enough, and then you're successful, you think you're doing too much, you know. So, you're never going to get an even balance between certain things. And and it does seem like OG Mako is probably OG Mako probably wanted Drake to be. Did Drake ever remix that? Bitch, you guessed it. Not that I know of, I know Lil Wayne slayed it, but uh. Remix. Uh, nah, I ain't heard Drake on it. Probably I'm about to say so. You say anything you slick hate because Drake wouldn't show no love on the remix. I guarantee you, you get a Drake feature, you're not saying a word about Drake ever in your life. For look, real. Look at who's look who's talking shit. Look at who 
besides me, besides me, is anybody else even saying any, anybody who, who's ever worked with Drake and got a feature? Are they saying anything? Nobody's saying. There's nobody. Cause everybody knows if you get one, you might get another one. Right. And no matter what you say, them Drake features are gold. True. I mean, you look at your boy Fetty Wap. They come my way, boy. Put a line through that bitch. Like, yo, I mean, you right, man, because that, that gets you on the radio. Yeah. So that's why everybody came out. That's why everybody, that's why OG Man came out. He saw something. And, and maybe it's also because, and I don't want to be so cynical and say it's because they didn't get a verse. Also, they probably just don't like the fact that it's a mixture of jealousy because of of, of love of all this like they're jealous of him because he's made it being fake to them. I'm not mm, saying he has. Okay, right, I got you. I'm not saying he had, but they but they're probably looking at it as like because OG Mac OG Mako say he, he he's the one who proclaimed he did a, a social experiment and made bitch you guessed it the dumbest song because he knew it was gonna sell. Like some kind of pseudo social experiment to show that the game is dumb and I can sell with dumb music, which anybody could have told you you didn't need to do an experiment to do yeah, that. Like, no, like I just turned on 107.9 right now in Atlanta, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to recognize. Like, you don't have to have lyrical ability to get in the game. As long as you got the right producer and somebody to say something on that hook, then yep. you're going to be on the radio. You just got to hustle hard enough on these DJs and do your thing online and get people to rock with you. I mean, it's, it's it's not that complicated to see. Like, yeah, you can put out some bullshit. And, like, I'm trying to think if... Because uh, OG Michael, he got the other song that... Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm in love with the Coco. Nah, that's... Um, oh, no, no, that's uh, that's other dude. OG Genesis. Yeah, man, see, I, I can't even keep up with some of these dudes, man. They popping up out the woodworks every other day. Uh because of the internet and all of this shit, we have one hit wonders every day. Not saying that Ozzy Baker's gonna be a one hit wonder or Ozzy Genesis. I don't wanna, I don't wanna tarnish their career like that. But they're looking that way. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like when I saw Bobby Schmurder come up and we interviewed Ebro on on a culture approved culture approved icon tastemaker. We asked him, and he told us. <laughs> Plug it in. I got the D. I always get the D at the culture. Um, and he told us, yo, hot nigga, my body murder, it's a song of the, of the summer, last summer. But it's a shitty song. Like, it's a shitty song, but it's also the song of the summer. And the only reason it's the song of the summer is because of a six second clip where he throws his hat in the air. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's a single. Look at any. Look, look at when you, when you. Whenever you see a crowd at a show, any show, I don't care where you're at. Look at a crowd when Hot Day comes on. You can almost see them rev up when the about a week ago comes up. Yep. You can almost see it. Yep. The majority, the majority of the time, they're just standing there. They're just standing there. Have no idea what the hell he's rapping about. They don't know who this guy really is. There's no chorus, so they're not having that much fun. But the minute that about a week ago comes, about a week ago, everybody hands up. Everybody, and that's what happened. Seven second song, 
with a good enough story behind it. Their hat went somewhere. It's gangster kids dancing. And they made it memes and they made it so many things else. It was enough of that for that to happen. For that to make for them for him to have now he's this guy. Now he's like now he's like this whole cautionary tale of like you can't let the streets keep you down from the it's like from a seven from a six second clip. That's where we got in. That's where we are right now, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's 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 different, man. And like that's kinda like part of my uh I guess you can say like I don't know, part of my problem or things like I've been trying to consider is like where am I going to fit when it comes to doing music? Because, you know, I like I got hella confidence in myself. Like I got songs in the vault, like I got dudes that still trying to buy them to this day. You know, I just oh. I just hadn't did anything with them. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's like I know what I am and I know what I can do. But it's like I was talking with my homie who rapped too, and he was like, Man, after listening to their future album, I don't know what niggas want out here. Like, I can't tell because people are actually saying that that Dirty Sprite 2 was hot with that old, like, Photoshop uh, cover. It's not hot? Bruh, have you heard it? I've heard it. That Man, for one, I can really only understand him on a couple tracks. Like, that come through, like, clearly, like, oh, I know the lyrics and actually what he's saying. And then on top of that, bruh, it's... It just sounds like a mixtape that needed a DJ because there's there's no uh, continuity between the tracks. I don't really feel the 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 dirty sprite theme. I don't. I'm like I'm not seeing it. It just felt like a bunch of songs that he just you know was high. Went in the studio with Metro Boomin and Mike Will and um, you know 808 Mafia and the rest of them cats. And you know he just. Go on there, say something that sound cool, and just come out of there. You know. I, so how how long have you been a Future fan? Like, talk to me because I, I gotta hear that. No, nah, I say I uh, like I knew who Future was through one of my favorite dudes, which is Rocco. And anybody knows about a one, he the one that put Future on. And shout out to Rocco getting all them Future checks right now. That dude is a real businessman, and I fucks with his music. Now, that's when I first heard him, and I was like, okay, you're just some dude. But then he wasn't using as much auto-tune. And like you said, once that, like, Tony Montana hit, mm. and he was, like, auto-tuning heavy, and then he started doing the girl songs with the auto-tune, like, that really sent him on a downward spiral. Because it really gave him false confidence, and I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm, I don't know how much longer the future run gonna be. Wow. Yo. Okay. So, so I came into the future train. I'm not even fully on it. I like. I like. I think the. I think it's okay. I mean, I, I like dude though. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, I, I fuck with astronaut status and some of them hood tapes he was doing. And now the first album Pluto was trash. Uh, not, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, do be putting out some high joints, you know, move that dope and all that. Honest was straight. I I I could understand him, and it was it was a decent song. wasn't no A plus, 
Well, no D, I, you know, B minus. Well, my thing is, I, I'm personally, I mean, as a as a person who likes music, I can I obviously talk about music in general, but I but when I what I always feel, especially about music from down south and, and music that seems, I don't want to say it's regional because because made down south, but just music that that feels like it's 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 in a certain kind of certain sounds that are predominant in certain areas i feel like with people like future you have to it's like an acquired taste like me mm. I'm, I'm a huge i'm a huge eminem fan right and i understand i understand at this point i see 2015 you. being an eminem fan you're gonna be <laughs> you're not alone you're just whoever you are you don't have there's not gonna be a lot of people who are gonna side with you. You are by yourself unless you find the millions of others that are buying his album and shit. Which which to me is always a weird thing. because it, it, it goes back to the probably that he's probably bought by like white um teeny members and I don't hang out with them. So I don't really find other Eminem fans. So uh, I'm about know, to but, say his his fan base is a little bit older now. Cause you know, we we from that 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 age where, you know, you still had to go buy them. And uh, but, but here's the thing about M. The thing about M is that his fan base is is I think it stayed around this same age. In the in in one, I, I don't want to I don't want to assume I don't have any data on this, but in the in the in the white demographic because he had he still has that rage, that's never changed, mm-hmm. and they don't really look they don't look at the whole like oh my god he's still talking about the same thing. They'll buy the same YouTube album every year. If D2 <laughs> makes an album, so so Eminem can rap about his rage, love the way you lie. Twenty thousand. It's kind of like it's kind of like black people with Jay Z albums. Jay Z could rap about the same. Jay Z could rap about how rich he is we'll for the next it. ten years. We'll buy it, and people will buy. It. No matter what, no matter how bad it is, he can he can talk about whatever he wants. Right. And we'll buy it. That's, that's <laughs> what, what it you ain't lying, so, bro, because I, I bought Kingdom Come. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Kingdom, Come, Kingdom Come gets a lot of, and I think next year when it's 10 year anniversary happens, I think we should, there's going to be a, I have a prediction, there's going to be a lot of before and after Jay-Z articles. I guarantee there's going to be a lot of pieces like, oh, this is the 10 year anniversary since Jay-Z came back with Kingdom Come. So now let's look at the 10 years before when he wasn't retired. And it, you're gonna see some striking things. You're gonna see that the last decade of, of Jay Z has been the strangest <laughs> of his entire career. You think it's strange, like, or you think it's like evolution? No, strange as in if you strange to me is always comparative. It's always relative. Somebody's life. Like if if Eminem sniffs glue, I'm not gonna think that's strange. If can <laughs> remind us that I'm like. What's going on with Killer Mike? So strange as in, if you would have told me in 1998 that Jay-Z would have been getting kicked kicked around in an elevator, I would have been like, yeah, and Beanie Sneaker would have shot her. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, before and after, like the last 10 years compared to the first 10 years, it's pretty strange. You know what I mean? It's, it's comparative. It's like, it's really like, wow, that really happened to Jay-Z. He lost the battle to Drake. Like, that really happened. 
he lost a battle to somebody that is like what sixteen years younger than him. Like it, it but he's it, it, it's just it's, and I hope and I hope and I might and I might write it. I might write it because I really do think it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting. You got me thinking now. Because we don't have a lot of rappers who have been this successful. This as yes. This is what people gotta understand. Like, like, this, is a, this is a slick case study, you know, yeah. because like any other genre, dudes is doing music until they fall out. Yes. Rappers yes. is not cool after like thirty five. Yes. And that's why people who always say, Why do you always talk about Eminem, Nas and Jay Z's? Because that's it's because we're still people gotta understand it's kinda like the world. It's kinda like life. It's like just because we've been around for two thousand years. We're a small fraction of how long life has existed. Mm-hmm. Just because I've been around for like what, 40 years, 30, 35, 40 years, we're a small fraction of what music in general has been around. So we're still developing our Bob Dylans, our our Rolling Stones, our U2s, our, you know, those guys that we can always analyze. Trust me, there will always be a book about John Lennon every single year. Somebody will analyze John Lennon every single year because that's their staple. He's been dead for like I think forty years. He's been dead forty years. He didn't. He's had music out for over fifty. We don't have nobody like that. Right. The longer, the longer we have is twenty-five. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm about to say like the only ones we do it for like you know Biggie and Tupac and. I don't know if that's like just much more of the tragedy that happened. Or it's a tragedy. Okay. It's a tragedy. But, but the ones that we do it for like their work and we break down is the Jay-Z, Nas's. Um, it's starting to be Kanye now that he's been around for 10 years. Like once you hit that 10 year mark, you start analyzing you. That's what mm-hmm. hip hop loves to like tell you it's history because we're the new kids on the block. You know, relative speaking, we're the new kids. We're like, hey, yo, look at us. You know, we got these legends, we got these classics, we got these guys. That's why nobody will ever let go of Jay-Z until Drake takes over. You know, until Drake is established as the new Jay-Z, I don't ever see people openly, like, I mean, openly dissing Jay-Z, like, oh, fuck Jay-Z, I'm not coming to the show. I'm not I'm not buying it out. I don't see that happening until somebody takes his spot. He has that cultural spot for, for black art and hip-hop. You know what I mean? But... And that's why we always analyze them. And that's why I love analyzing Jay-Z's career because it's one of the most fascinating careers ever. The man stabbed somebody for bootlegging his CD. The same guy who in 2012 was hanging out with like the president of the United States. Hanging out with the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that is a different... Uh, aspect of jay-z i don't think we've ever seen a rapper uh tape because i don't i mean not to say that these dudes is not like smart at all but jay-z was business savvy and he understood what the game was that's why he was like after you know the whole rockefeller dame dash state property thing went down you know, he was trying to tell Dame, like, bro, what are you doing? Like, stop putting money into these movies and stuff. Like, man, we got to get this money. And stop putting money into these fucking, stop letting your homies and loyalty run this business because that's going to run you to the fucking ground. Exactly. I'm giving, I'm giving Cameron, vice president, a rocket 
what the hell <laughs> what did 2002 Cameron know about Sunner Records he just went platinum for the first time ever exactly exactly so that's it's, it's one of them things man like we might have to chop that one up <laughs> that's a whole pot in itself that's I guarantee you for the next 15 20 years we we can have Jay-Z conversations every month I guarantee you he's that fascinating he continues to be that fascinating but I mean, like it's just the evolution of the man and knowing that he wanted to be like a billionaire so what do you do you hang around people who are billionaires you know how they say you are the people like five people you hang out with the most you know jay-z had to switch it up and he like i need to hang out with people that's really getting money like this so i can do it too and And then to really fuck with our minds and this is the last thing i'll say because i don't want to get too deep into it but to really fuck with our minds and really make us go, what is he doing? The last three years of his career, he's been doing like so much anti-establishment lyrics. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. are you doing this because it's cool? Because that that could be it too. He could be doing the whole like, oh yeah, we we hate the the, the system too, but we're the system. Or is it genuinely you are like? We need to support our black people and uplift them because I wish when I first heard um, um, Murder Threat, Murder Excellence, I was like, okay, this is a, this is cool, but I never I've never heard Jay Z rap like talk about this kind of stuff. And then I think the next year or the year after, he drops um he dropped Heaven, talking about in front of Hermes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and then he drops, and then he drops the fucking devil's alive. Talking about monster moves, we made it. Talking about the kings and queens. It's like, it's like, who are you? I mean, that's like the last, the last three years alone, last four years alone, we've heard things. We've heard Jay Z rap about things we've never heard him touch on since Reasonable Doubt. In the last four years alone, and, we, and Reasonable Doubt was barely. He barely touched on the Illuminati and things like that. It was mostly just like, you know, rapping, rapidly rap about gangster shit. Right. But now he's rapping. Now he's rapping about five percenters. He's rapping about a lot. He's rapping about uh, Yaku. What the? I'm ready to see Yaku back in the game. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, he he has been going like you like you you've been hanging with some people. I don't, I don't think we really know too much about what Jay Z be doing at the crib, and I think that's on purpose. You know, he he's not flexing on Instagram right now. You know, I, so, I think that says a lot of stuff right there. You know, just as the game is becoming more watered down, he's just like like he's part of like the last generation of like like real celebrities that you just can't touch you know a lot of these dudes you can touch you can tweet at them you can get at them on the gram and they'll come right back at you jay-z is a real star and i think people need to start respecting that and you know just stop you know he's not gonna get involved with y'all stuff man i'm glad that he does not He's not accessible to Twitter because it kind of brings this whole thing full circle. 
because the one because it, it it comes back to why me and you were so disappointed in Meek Mill, or why I'm disappointed in Meek Mill, not because of him dissing him. I don't. I, I I'm glad he brought that to light because we needed to have the discussion and we needed the red seat apart so everybody could see who's for lyrics and who's not for lyrics. We needed we needed that whole thing to happen. This was good for the game. What's not good for the game is the fact that he did this on night June twenty second. It is now what? It is now no July twenty second. It is now five fifteen Eastern New York City time. July twenty eighth, and we do not have a Meek Mill this song. Even though Drake dropped one, what two days ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you you can't you can't blame some you can't accuse somebody of ghost of having ghostwriters basically questioning their bars and don't have bars. Right. You like, you, need, you need to back it up. Like come on. Like come on, say something. Me personally, I was holding him by like ninety standards of like you better have somebody ended a weekend. I was holding him by like Beanie Seagull versus Jadakiss standards. It was like you better have something right now. But then I said, let me chill. Let me chill. He's on tour. I think Hall changed that, man. Like yo, because uh, you got to. I'm gonna say, man. Ever since like the whole beef with Cameron, he ain't put out no diss records. He just wait till the album came out and just dropped the bomb on that ass. It, which is understandable. And then this is where Meek fucked up. Is that sweetening? Bruh. Oh. Yo, Drew. And he said one of the realest lines in 2015. He said, I did not want to be one of those guys who had more tweets and songs. There's a couple of singers and rappers who have more Instagram pictures than they have songs out. Which is understandable. You're going to have that, of course. But the but the ratio is insane. You're right. You should not. You should not have for every one new song, there should not be thirty new pictures, twenty-five new tweets. That should nah. That's you're doing something. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Or your or, or, or your contract up when you when you don't control when your when your music comes out. Right. And right. like J Cole, get back to rapping. You niggas sweated too much. Mm. And look what J Cole did. Nicole came back and did what? What did he do? He had one of the most organic album release rollouts ever and went gold in like what? I think a month? Yeah. Maybe that, that, I think that. Niggas went gold for four months. Like four months. He went gold in a month. Because, mm. or around that time, because he, he wasn't accessible. So that when he does tweet, same thing with Drake. When Drake don't tweet, it means something. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, Drake's Drake's very heavy on Instagram because that's just that's just that's just like a whole vanity thing. That's just right. vanity thing. It keeps me visual with what I'm doing in my life. But that should not be your whole vibe. Like you should not be making more so like. That's my whole thing, and, and the fact that Meek doesn't have a like, like your first response to somebody's song should not be on Twitter. You should not be criticizing how, how, you know, lotion soft 
<laughs> that song did on a tweet. That should have been a bar. Was it? Was it? Uh, that should have been a bar. That should have been an, an album. That should have been something where we can be like, yep, we got it. Got him, yeah. Man, the game didn't change, man. This, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little concerned, like I said, man. It's it's hard to just just knowing what like people are really floating towards to because it's it's a lot of nonsense out here, man. Yeah. But, uh, yo, man, we, we got to pick this up. I really want to talk about that Jay-Z thing. We... I don't know when we're going to get to it, but we covered a lot today. Uh, I usually don't even like putting out podcasts. It's like 30 minutes. This one like an hour plus. So hopefully everybody that listened to it really like hip hop. This was a great conversation, man. Uh, What's up, man? Cut it up. You know, man, 30 minutes, you get two parts. You nah, know, but- I tried that experiment. I'm one piece. We just going gonna to keep it like that. It's, it's a little easier to... Uh, get people to get filled in on the whole conversation. Uh, and I don't know. It, it's like you, you lose some of it because some people start floating toward one conversation and not the other one. And it kind of just loses it's a little bit of steam. So I like, like, like they'll see, Oh, Jay-Z, Drake and big mill. I'm going to part two. You know what I mean? So right. I, I feel you. Right. So, feel- you know, we, we gonna see though, but uh, just, just remind everybody, where they can find you at, best way to get up with you, and then we're going to get up out of here. Best way to get up with me, 100%, is Twitter. J-U-S-A-I-R-E, Just Air. Twitter, you know, my Twitter, slantnews.com, culturedapproved.com, digitaltrends.com. You could go to all of those and search Keith Nelson Jr., and you'll see a bunch of really fucking amazing articles, I guarantee <laughs> Humble bread. Oh, and also you can you can just type in Kita Junior and type in washloud.com, type in hip hop DX, type in all hip hop, and, and my name probably pop up. Like you can, and the more and more, I'm gonna make it so where you can just type in Keith Nelson Junior into Google and just have your pick of a billion articles you want to rock with. So, but for right now, it's just there and those three sites I mentioned. Oh, what's up, man? Well, I I do appreciate the time, man. And uh, you are welcome. Anytime you got something you want to get off your chest, you can come right on the rundown. And uh, we can go ahead and talk about it. Because, boy, I had to get that out there. Yo, man, I can't wait to hear this. Because I, I got it here. And I'll make sure everybody who want to know what I'm trying to say on Twitter and what I'm trying to say at these events when I'm talking to anybody, this is what I'm trying to say. I can't I can't have an hour conversation with somebody at an event. But I can't on the, on the podcast to run down. You know, his shit is popping. Exactly. That's, that's, I'm about to say that's why I don't be tweeting that much. Boom. <laughs> and uh, on that note, we out here. Peace. Peace.